Warning, we are about to spoil Mission Impossible 3. If you haven't seen the film and plan on watching it, then click away now. Or if you've already seen it or just don't care, then please stick around. Stealing the rabbit foot with less than 24 hours to prepare? That's impossible! You're not just wrong, you're stupid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. Today, we are revisiting another series, because God knows we can't land on a new series yet. I mean, we did with Predator. We did with Predator, which is nice. Our luck so far has been... Mediocre. Mediocre. Mediocre! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Uh, This is the... Should we just get any more banter you can think of, or should we just get right into it? Don't play the entire fucking intro of the movie this time, Cameron. <laughs> You're still spinning about that? I am. I forget. Did you edit two, I think? Or did I? Uh, I had to edit two because you were busy. That's right. That's right. So Plus uh, a meh episode because it's yeah. a meh movie. Exactly. I like this movie. This movie is okay. This is uh, Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> Don't want me to play the whole intro? Okay, motherfucker. Fine. One second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Copyright strike. Exactly. Anyway, we went quiet, I guess. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Good job. Good. That that's silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Banter noises. Mm, I love them so. I'm good still and full funny. of cinnamon roll pancakes. Yeah, I know it sucks. We can't eat anything because we made one of the most delectable things I've ever made. Like, holy shit, that was good. It's good, but it's so bad for you. Yeah. If you if you any of you avid TikTok watchers out there, you'll know about the cinnamon pancakes. Take Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, put them in a pan, put pancake batter around them. There you go. Just cook them. Just cook them. You don't even need to do the water thing that you yeah. suggest. Just cook them. I don't like know why pancakes. they did that, actually. Maybe it makes it more fluffy or moist. Maybe. Something like that. Who yeah. cares? Good pancakes. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, uh, not pancake-related things. The Mission Impossible series. We're on the third movie, yeah. apparently. Such an odd, Sounds odd drunk. <laughs> Who does? I do. That's uh, fine. We're mm. drunk on life. No. Yeah. It's, it's high blood sugar. <laughs> well, hey, that's always fun. It's not. Wow. <laughs> wow, this banter's great. I gotta say. Relates, very focused. Uh, relates entirely to the movie. I mean, I'm surprised Cinnamon Roll Pancakes actually related to Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, it's how Tom Cruise describes the plan. Yes. It's like a cinnamon roll pancake. <laughs> then Finger Ames is like, what the fuck is a cinnamon roll pancake? And he's like, you'll know when you eat it. <laughs> when you eat it. I don't know why that's funny to me. Hey, at least it's less corny than Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. <laughs> like, okay, if that was supposed to be a code word of just Humpty Dumpty, you know, like say he's up. Fine, but the fact he has to go, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. He says the whole thing. It's just hilarious. All right. But we should explain how it got to that point. Yes, we should. So I'll let you take it away while I go get a drink. Okay, so Ethan Cunt is caught. <laughs> did you do that Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Ethan is, we find Ethan taped to a chair. Being told that he has an explosive put in his brain. Some woman named Julie is 
ta- also taped to a chair and has a gun to her head. Uh, a man we find out later named Owen is ho- holding said gun and is saying, where is the rabbit's foot? And he was like, well, uh, it's over here. No, it ain't. You got 10 seconds or I'm going to blow her brains out. Okay, fine. You got me. I- I'll help you find it. It's, it's a, 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 and then, and Julie gets shot in the head. <clears throat> Cut to some time later, like three days earlier. Maybe. It didn't specify. Yeah. Probably like three <clears throat> or four days. Because, you know, at least the events before that are 48 hours long. So we assume like a yeah. day. Like, okay, three days to a week earlier. Yep. Ethan is living it up because he stopped being a spy after the last movie. And also the girl who was in the last movie never existed. Uh, <laughs> he got married to some woman who doesn't know he's a spy. Her name is Julie. That sounds familiar. But he's going living his best life. Suddenly gets a call and is like, yo, secret work code words. Oh, secret code words. Go to 7-Eleven. Yo, you want to help with a thing? Yeah. Not really, but look into it anyway and then come do it. Okay. <laughs> so oh, Ethan goes and looks at the thing. Turns out some spy he trained has been captured. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> so he gets a team quickly together and goes to save her. Her name was... I had it written down. Lindsay. And they use stealth to save her. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that scene. Stealth. Um, <clears throat> A.K.A. high explosives fucking everywhere to the point where any evidence that they wanted to also grab from the villains was burnt to a crisp. Good job, Tom. Nice. But they go to save Lindsay, but as they're running away, she gets a weird headache, and then her head... Fu- she just kind of drops dead because she had an explosive in her brain. Mm-hmm. And a defibrillator took too long to charge, so... But luckily, she sent a micro dot. That's what they call it. Yep. It's a secret video. It's not microfilm, it's literally just a dot. Uh, Tom realizes he's... I mean, Ethan realizes he has to go do things to stop whatever the fuck the main... Whatever Owen was doing and whatever Lindsay was looking into. Gets married to his wife quickly in the hospital. She works at a hospital. And it's like, I love you. <laughs> but now I'm going to leave for a few days. Yep. And then they just fuck in a hospital room. <laughs> yep. Then we go to Italy. We haven't been here in a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, because last episode that you should go listen to. Totally. Good times. But go to Italy. Go to kidnap Owen. The o- kidnapping Owen plan kind of works until they get back to the States where an airstrike happens on a bridge and then they they steal Owen. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> And they realize his wife is in danger. He's like, fuck. <laughs> but also they get the micro dot to work it. And lady is like, yo, Lawrence Fishburne is actually super evil. Probably. <laughs> totally. I'm sure or he is. Uh, Ethan get, it's captured by, um, what, what do they call themselves? IMF. IMF, yeah. Yeah. IMF captures Ethan because he's appar- he might be going rogue, sort of. But luckily, his his buddy, his totally buddy, his good friend, his yeah. his friend who would never do anything wrong. Never. Help, lets him break out so that way he can go save his wife because uh, Owen called him before he got captured and was like, yo, got your wife. Uh, go get me the rabbit's foot or she's fucking dead. Yep. 
And Curtis is like, fine. <laughs> but then gets captured. But then escapes and goes to Shanghai where the rabbit's foot is. Luckily, his team shows up and is like, we will help you. They go and get the rabbit's foot. There isn't... Like, <laughs> it's kind of how it goes. Yeah. That's a bit of the punchline. Mm-hmm. Ethan escapes, goes to give the rabbit's foot, gets drugged, is... And now we're back at the beginning of the movie. Wife gets shot in the head that people leave as he's there in shock. Turns out his best friend, his friend who would never betray him, friend who's just always a good friend, good guy, <laughs> not a double agent. Yep. It's double agent. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> how would you have guessed coming. from my description? <laughs> it, and they reveal that, like, it wasn't his wife. It was some lady who failed at protecting Owen earlier when they kidnapped him. Because you did see her in the background, actually, um, talking on the phone when he was going through the Vatican. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw her with him a few times, too. Yes. But she fucked up, so she got killed. And, then, and Bet as friend Double Agent is just like, Okay, so, if you just let all this happen and tell me what was on the micro thing, we can be good. Ethan instead bites him and then knocks him out with a headbutt <laughs> and then escapes. Calls up Simon Pegg is like, Yo, help. Simon Pegg helps. They go. He does. He goes over, finds his wife, finds the bad guy. Bad guy gets. Fu- oh wait, I can't say that. That's a spoiler for a different movie. Bad guy gets hit by a car, basically in the most brutal fashion. Yup. Because they're fighting, they roll over Tom Cruise on the bomb. He's about to like punch him, and then. <laughs> also, Tom Cruise got a bomb put in his head. Bomb was set to explode, but he shocks himself so that way it diffuses the bomb, but also kind of kills him. His wife shoots a few bad guys. Saves him. They go home. Everything's good now. Yep. End of movie. And that's it. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know what mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh- yes. <laughs> the answer is I've watched Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. That's the mood I'm in. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, just good movie. It's enjoyable. It's not bad, but it's not amazing. No, we need more than that. I ain't doing a fucking double episode this week. Well, no, I know. I, we have, we <laughs> I have just... more to talk about. Don't worry. Don't worry. You want to complain about the scene? I, we can get the bat out of the way if you want. Don't go complain okay. about the scene. Okay. Go complain about it or don't? Go. Okay. So, <clears throat> in the beginning of the movie, um, you know... <laughs> We have the whole setup. We have the whole flash forward. We have Tom Cruise getting back into the business. Um, the, the first major action scene in the movie, which is a really good action scene, and there's some pretty cool moments in it. Sorry, that was mine. Oh, you're fine. But the reasoning behind it is so fucking dumb because the, a staple of the entire series is the IMF is a stealth group. Instead of being like, you know, action shooting up the place, they go in undercover and come up with these nice plans to, you know, extract a target or go steal something or, uh, you know, just trickery and subterfuge, stuff like that. That is a staple of the series. And back in the 60s, that's what kind of separated the original series apart from other, you know, spy movies, which kind of delved in more into the action genre. But 
So what you're trying to do here is you're trying to extract a hostage. And you don't know that they ha she has a bomb plan in your head, but you're still trying to extract a hostage. What is the first thing you do, you would think, you know, knowing the IMF? Well, the, you know, you would look at the facility, do recon, do research, and maybe sneak in as like a guard or a higher ranking general or something and be like, yo, we need to transfer this prisoner, subtly sneak her out and all that. But no, first plan, go in there, guns blazing, shoot up the fucking place. We got like giant 50 cal stuff outside, Lufers remotely activating them, just do, 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 explosions everywhere. Not, besides, yeah, these are like big guns that shoot through multiple layers yeah. of concrete. Not yeah, it's like not to mention like the fact that again there is a hostage and you totally could have either blown her up or shot her accidentally. But, but we have the heat vision. We knew where she was. Yeah, we knew where she was. Exactly. That's the fucking excuse they give. But so how the mission goes down is shoot up the place, extract the hostage successfully, but then there's a bomb in their head that they activate. And you know what? She fucking dies for it. You know how this could have been avoided? By not alerting the guards to presence, sneaking in there, and getting them out in a clever fashion. But no. 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 Like, this should have been the last thing, like, last resort, shoot up the fucking place. But no, this is their first plan of attack, and guess what? It ends with them dead. And I love... I love how later in the movie, they're like, Lauren's sister's yelling at him about how it was sloppily executed and planned and all that. And they try to play it up like he's wrong. But no, he's right. He is super... Like, okay. Besides from a in-movie world stance, going outside to the writing room, things that could have been done. A, it goes wrong. Yeah. You know, they try a stealth in, but something gets picked up they didn't plan for. Shit goes awry, then they bring out the big guns, blow everything up, get out of there. Yep. Or two, set the, make it so the explosive device was on distance thing, do the stealth option, get her out, but as soon as she's a certain distance, her brain goes, eh, and then... Pfft. Yeah, exactly. You could have had her dead. You could have killed her in any other way, but no, this is literally directly Tom Cruise's fault. Like, <laughs> I'd also like to note, if she lived... That would have been great for the villains. Yeah? Well, because she thought, uh, due to the dot, she thought Lawrence Fishburne's character was the bad guy. Yeah, that's right. Because she, she shows the thing. And it turns out she was wrong. Yeah, it turns out that was complete bait. <laughs> yep. So, there were, one, on the villain's point, they lose. They could have had, like, Tom would have been like, okay, yeah, that solves everything. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> Maybe they'd still go capture Owen or whatever, mm -hmm. but that's about it. Agency would have been completely distracted by Lawrence Fishburne's character. Probably could have gotten away with most of this shit. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> also, why not just kill Tom Cruise? Right? Like, they had him bound to a chair and there was nothing that he could do. <laughs> they Once they knew that they got the foot, or the rabbit's yeah. foot, bang! Move on! Done. Yep. But no, you need to know what was on the micro thing, which I'm pretty sure in the agency, you could have just gone ask Simon Pegg. That's exactly, well, that's exactly, I didn't even think about that because he is a member of the agency. He could have just walked in and probably viewed the tape because he was the operations manager, he said. Yeah. So. That's like, hey, can I see that real quick? Yeah. But no, we had to keep him alive because I have to know from you or whatever for some fucking reason, just so he can kill him. Yeah. Uh, James Bondism. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, because other than that, the rest of the heists are good. They make sense. It's like... 
Yeah, I'm honestly impressed how well the shaky cam worked. Yeah, because I remember that being a little distracting in the theater when I first saw it, but it's not as bad as I remember it, thankfully. Um, Because, like, they use it in scenes where it makes sense. Like, you're in a helicopter, like, when Philip Seymour Hoffman's hanging out, just shaky because it's like, yeah, he's dangling out of a fucking plane in the air. Yeah. Or in the helicopter chase, they're going through um, a field of electric windmills. Yeah. So, of course, it's shaking around because they're dodging and weaving missiles while going past the fan blades. It makes sense. I was very glad that that actually held up a little better than I remember it, so. Yeah, um... Speaking of actually which, the cinematography is really nicely done. Yeah, I, the cinematography looks great for a spy movie, and I really love the color system they were using. I can't remember what type it's called. Mm-hmm. But, um... Are you talking about, like, the yellows and the blues? Or yeah, because... Are, you're talking about CMYK, aren't you? No. No? That is a form... It's a way of working with the color wheel. Mm-hmm. I wish I could pull up, like, my little fucking sheet from class. <laughs> but basically, if you think about a color wheel, sometimes they work in the way of, like, just using primary colors of red, yellow, blue. But this one is going with the color wheel. So it's circling it, basically. Just yeah. taking out little sections. And the movie, for or those who haven't seen it, they instead of having, like, blue-orange because they're contrasting colors, it actually follows the wheel. So whenever there's a blue, there's also green-yellow. Yeah, it's really cool. And then when it loses the blue, they actually have green, yellow, orange. Mm-hmm. Which is just a really interesting way to film the movie. It and is. I'm sure, you know, a normal audience member doesn't notice it, but we are film people. Yes. So we, we pay attention to things. We notice those kinds of things, yes. <laughs> so for anyone else, we'd just be like, oh, this is a weird color palette for a movie. Yeah. And it's, it's so nice not to see blue, orange. Yes. I fucking hate blue, orange so That's much. That's very stereotypical. <laughs> like... After, like, 2008, everyone was like, we need blue and orange because they're good contrasting colors, but also they appear in nature. That is why. Yeah, People. that makes sense. <laughs> Give me a fucking purple. Give me Suspiria, damn it. Right. <laughs> no, not the remake. No, yeah. <laughs> we still need to watch that at some point. Just One of these days. See. It's, like, near three hours. That was my biggest issue. It's like, you know, I heard it was fine for what it is, kind of digital thing, but, like, yeah, it's almost three hours. Now. I've heard it is really good. That's yeah. the thing. But anyway, um, cinematography, yeah, the rest of it works. Yeah. It is, it's still, it, I know we just talked about it, but it's still impressive to use shaky cam well, especially for 2006. Yes, absolutely. But it was, oh, gang, so bad. Mm-hmm. So, so this was also 06, huh? Yeah. So that was the same year Casino Royale came out. Huh. And that cinematography was perfect. <laughs> like. Well, yeah, but that's the British, not American. Yeah. <laughs> See, we wouldn't get that until uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, uh, no wonder people don't remember Mission Impossible 3 if Casino Royale came out the same year. Right. Which spy movie are you going to remember? The one that like completely transforms Bond from what he used to be? Or this? Exactly. Or just a f- fairly average spy movie. Better than two. <laughs> it is better than two. So <laughs> It's still at least enjoyable and you're invested the whole time. So... <laughs> And some of the brutality is really fucking cool. It is, honestly. Like, for a PG-13 movie, this is pretty brutal. So. (laughs) I love fucking Owen's death. Of just rolling. Because Owen did set the thing to explode. And for some reason, nitroglycerin, the size of a pill, is taking a long time. Yeah. Because we need dramatic irony or whatever. Well, we need tension. Or dramatic tension, my bad, yeah. 
Wrong word. Dramatic irony would be not knowing there were... Well, yes. the characters didn't know about the bomb. But just tackling him outside, rolling, hear a car beep, so rolls back, yeah. pulls his head up, and just bam! Damn. It's fucking brutal without, you know, showing any gore. It's still like, oh! And this fucking shoe just... Yeah, that's all we could show. <laughs> the rest of his body's probably pancake yeah, or something. It's pretty fucked. It's a pretty awesome villain death. Yeah. Or um the car chase where he le- where um Ethan leans down and shoots out the tire from that under was our rad. truck. You yeah. just see it crash and do like three <laughs> yeah. flips. There's a lot of really cool moments like that in this movie. There's a lot of like yo moments like when he throws her the gun, she's spin, bam. Oh yeah, when he gets to the agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's they, like that's what I'm saying. I'm glad the action scenes had a lot of like yo moments. <laughs> it it feels bad to say that J.J. Abrams did kind of a better John Woo movie than John Woo. Honestly, yeah. Like when you really think about the, like the cool moments are a lot more cooler than in MI2 because there's more of them and they're consistent. Yeah, because MI2 just had like the cool opening. Yeah. Then an entire. I want to say half of the movie of just yeah. dialogue, and then we got to cool shit again. Finally at the ending, but yeah, it was too little too late. Like, the middle just dragged, but... So hard. And I did also like when he's sliding down, and just, like, rolling around, just pew-pew, shooting him as he slides down. As That's just... Fl- as he's flailing, yeah. about to fall off the roof. I love that. That's just cool. <laughs> Trank darts two guards. Yeah. Which I'm calling fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things in this movie that were bullshit. Like, too, like, the metal, uh... Bomb. Oh yeah, he throw when leaving the building they blow he throws one last grenade to blow it up. It has like a magnet so it curves in the air to the back of the factory. Yeah. The the factory covered in metal machinery. Right? Like no, but it conveniently just circles around and then goes right to the exact pipe. To the pillar. Like, yep. No. No. <laughs> the also the camera movement was really good. I'm just thinking of the one shot where they have it's uh during the shootout with Lindsay. Mm-hmm. The camera's panning down, and you, or kind of when it's jumping back in, it pans down, but the glass breaks with the movement, so it kind of sinks up, and then you uh, see her. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> I was like, that's just a really interesting shot to do. It is. It is. Yeah, there's a couple clever shots, and there's a couple clever transitions too. So, yeah, like I love the one where like it goes around the corner, like from the mask to Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was mm-hmm. just a good match cut. Oh uh, yes, and also Tom Cruise at one point you. I love the Mission Impossible mask, especially since Tom Cruise is the lead because mm-hmm. he's fucking five seven. And I'm pretty sure everyone he has wear, worn a mask for is someone taller yeah. than him. Like I'm sure he like had to wear padding to actually pat, actually pat himself out, but like they are not the same height in real life. <laughs> yeah, the Philip Seymour Hoffman's like a few inches taller. And it's funny because the one scene where they're all standing around, that's where you can really see the height difference from Tom Cruise and everyone else because Ving Rames is, of course, standing above him. And the only person close to his height is Maggie Q, who's also a very short actress. And I think she's leaning on something in yeah. the scene, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, poor Tom Cruise. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I get it, Tom. <laughs> yeah, Cameron's very short. <laughs> average height. Short. 5'11 is average. Short. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's good. All the actors do a good job in the roles too. Obviously. Oh yeah, like, I, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's a great villain. So yeah, I like how he just always has sort of this calm, annoyed demeanor. Yeah, yeah. like it's kind of scary because he's like he's just like I'm going to kill your wife in front of you. <laughs> I 
just saying, kneecap your hostages. Yes. They can't run easy. Could have been avoided. Like, he does the whole drag thing with the airplane, but it's like, if you had just kneecapped him when, during the escape, he wouldn't be able to walk fast. So he might have been able to catch up to him or shoot him before he got in the helicopter. Yeah, honestly, if you just killed him, you would have just... Wow, that would have fucked up everyone's plan, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Tom, don't do it. No. <laughs> Falls out of the airplane. Shit! <laughs> We need the information. Eh, we can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we have the thing. We have the rabbit's foot, right? <laughs> no, wait, they didn't yet. But oh, the, no, yeah. the map was right in there. It was. <laughs> also, did they say who they stole it from? What is it like also a bad guy? I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, they never say how Philip Seymour Hoffman got it, did they? Well, he didn't. He, had, he just had the plans to go get it. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that would explain why he knocked out the guards instead of shooting them. Yeah. But then they decide to kill him anyway during the chase. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might have missed a plot point or two. It's fine. <laughs> Is it? Yes. But it's the best Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> I'd like to note that for Saving Lindsay, I just wrote STEALTH in all caps. Yes! <laughs> it's fine, like, funny. Because uh, that scene really does bug me with just how anti-IMF that is. But again, the rest of the movie's fine. It's just we needed an action scene in the near the beginning of the movie. So it really felt like we just... We'll just go on and blow it up because we need an action sequence. <laughs> I also do love uh, Ethan's escape from IMF. Because mm-hmm. he grabs one of the guards' radios and he keeps holding down the buttons so that way no one can talk to yeah. one another. And he hears a radio playing, so he just sticks it near there and the that rest is, of the scene is played with uh, We Are Family. That is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the scene in the elevator where he escapes is pretty rad too where he's just like throwing the guards over, whacking them with the phone and shit. Yeah. Oh, the hit with the phone looked like it <laughs> fucking hurt. It did. I wonder if he actually whacked him with it. Like, Jesus. What? I can't tell because of the angle. It was a bit too far back. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's almost like that was the point to cover it up. Uh, <laughs> what? No. You either show the hit or you do Power Rangers. There's no in-between. <laughs> What's do Power Rangers? You know, because in Power Rangers, it's like, punch, and the villain's back here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see the distance here, audience? Yes, in this audio podcast, you exactly. see that? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just... It, it, and again, besides those like minor things and one major one, in my opinion, but besides that, movie is enjoyable. It's just it's good. It's average. So, yeah, if you need to kill two hours, yeah. you could do a lot worse than this. Yeah, and honestly, this is a, probably a better starting point than the first or second one. I don't know. I think the first one's still okay. First one's still good. You can probably just skip the second though, because the rest of the series skips the second. <laughs> yeah, it's about like, the same. I don't think the rest of the series remembers the second no. one happened. But yeah, yeah, first one's good. Definitely start with that. But it, it's good. Stick with it because it's a series that just gets better. Like first one's six out of ten, we said. Second one is in good seven out of ten, and it just keeps going up from there. So yeah, third one is either six or seven. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say six point five. Yeah, like, <laughs> I would give the first movie a seven. I enjoyed it. Yeah, enough. that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you might be a little more angry with what they did with the villain at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about that in our episode. You can go listen to it. You can totally go listen to where Cameron played the whole fucking theme. (laughs) If you listen to the YouTube version, yeah. (laughs) Where are we at? Oh, we're fine. We're at 3122. Oh, that's decent. I mean, kind of a bit will probably be. It's fine. We're good. We we hit our quota. 
Quotas. Yeah. Because we, we always feel bad, audience, whenever that happens. Because we want, we want to give you at least half an hour of enjoyment for this audio podcast. We feel bad if it goes like only 20 minutes. Because then you have to listen to the real world and everything's <laughs> yeah. burning. So Exactly. It's not fun. So... You know what is fun? Listening to us complain about Ocean's 12. Go back and listen yeah. to the last movie episode. Wow, that was very disappointing. Because, again, I knew that was the worst no, concern. Hold on. But... They can go listen to the episode. Well, I'm just saying, I do. Mm-mm. Well, the Justin, I just wanted to say something. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get one middle finger, you get two. <laughs> they don't know that. It's rude. I'm... Cameron's lying. He only put up one. You interrupted me. It's rude. <laughs> I would never interrupt anyone. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. I'm looking right at you. I'm not the one editing this episode, so it's not my problem. So anyway, audience, I think it is time. You shouldn't hurt yourself like that. Damn it! <laughs> but hey, audience, it's always time to spin the wheel. Yeah! Uh, this is the last little... Sp- this was... Still a short episode, but hey, it's a simple movie. It is, yeah. It's not It's not too complicated. Now, honestly, that was just kind of one kind of really minor complaint, if I have to say. Like, this is more nitpicky, but the twists weren't really twists. You kind of see all of them coming. Oh, my God. As soon as, like, Lawrence Fishburne was like, look at my face. I will die for the flag. I'm like, oh, okay, so you're not the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's easy to predict that he's not the mole. It's easy to predict that, you know, it's not actually her at the beginning. That's an obvious one. Well, it was either that. There was one or two things that went through my mind. Either A, they were doing the mask thing. Mm-hmm. Or B, it was someone else shooting. Yeah. It, you know, like someone breaking in to save everyone. Yep, yep. Also, his team just left him for dead. Oh, totally. Because, <laughs> yeah, he goes and he says, he's like, well, if I'm not uh, back, then bye. Little bye. See ya. Uh, it's like, you guys don't want to hang around a bit yeah. just to be like, okay, he might need our help. Yeah. I would say the biggest team player here was Benji. Yeah. <laughs> he helped Good Tom job, Benji. Dead. Yeah. Can't wait to see more Simon Pegg. Oh, he's great. He's Love great him. in the other ones because he, he is very much, well, he is the tech guy. He is very much comedic relief and he's great. <laughs> Well, how he goes on a whole rant about what the rabbit's foot could be. It's yeah. Like, That's just a theory, though. Yeah. I don't honestly fucking know. I, don't know. I was just all speculation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes, because it's what sounds like really deep, like, this is the anti-god or whatever. Just, yeah, it could be that. Yeah, could be that, but we don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, uh, I guess, let us... Spin. Spin! We get what we get. We, we get. got Lupin. Yeah! yeah! Yes, finally. Uh, I peeked the mic a little bit there, even though I yelled, ah! Why'd you? Yeah, we heard you. I just wanted to look at the levels to make sure that. Okay. I thought I saw it going to the yellow and red. I was... it, it did. It definitely did because we both screamed. Uh, that's why. That's why. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, okay. Actually, because hopefully this is yay. Because mm-hmm. I have a bit of a weirdness with the director here. Do you want to explain it now or wait for the episode? I will just say, I, I'll explain more in the episode next time. Because you've seen, what, two of his movies, I think? Yeah, two of his most famous movies. Yeah. Uh, this person is clearly a surrealist, but also works with a budget of nothing. And I'm very mixed on his films. Kind of respect them artistically, found them rather boring. Mm-hmm. But we'll get more into that next time when we get back to the third theatrically released yep. Lupin movie. 
So stay tuned for Legend of the Gold of Babylon. Oh, so we have a TV episode in between, and yes, I so. honestly lost track uh, of where in, we are. Enjoy that, too. It's I probably guess. Fringe. Uh, pro- probably at this point. Yeah. Unless we're doing a movie month thing because we need time to do TV stuff. That's weird. We'll, do, we'll add a thing at the beginning of some episode. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs>